Lovely. I am FTA. I'm TB. Welcome back to episode... 11? 6 or 7? Alright, let's go with that. Of, of Turkey Dazzle Yes Friend. Um, back once again um, to talk about random shit that's happened. Um, in terms of FTCR production... Um, it, it's it, it's just it's been a few things behind the scenes. I've been I've been collecting stuff that um, and planning things in my head brain space for um, for the website, which I was going to plan to do today, but then I forgot we have to do this podcast. Because um, ah. yesterday we did a Patreon, just a little Patreon chat. Was mm-hmm. that one? <laughs> I haven't laughed so hard in a while. We were just. We were just shit talking for a while, and then we went, then we started just posting memes in the in the one of the Discord chats. At first, we went from Bert and Ernie memes, like <laughs> some of them fucked up, like they're like incredibly just shit. on PC like <laughs> so one is Bert and Ernie, and this display case of medals, and it's like Bert shows Ernie. All the different types of medals you can earn by joining Hitler Youth. <laughs> like... And then we started. They started posting a bunch of things that uh, it was a it was a type of meme I I I knew of but didn't know the technical term for anti meme. Where okay. it's it, it's a picture. You know, like it in a lot of those memes where it's like you know um. Why is why is uh, why is my sister called Rose? Oh, because your oh, mother yeah. likes roses. Uh, you know. Oh, thanks, Dad. Don't don't worry about it. You know, Sonic Adventure Two Hero Side Story, like level six, or whatever. But like, it's, it's like no problem, Jake. It's like it's like <laughs> you know, it's exactly it's like why are those funny? Because there's no the joke is there's no joke. Uh, I just. Maybe it was the fact that it was like one in the morning. I, I haven't slept well in about a month, but I'm just like some of these like stupid fucking memes were just fucking hysterical. Oh my god, anti memes are good shit. So my at the time that we are recording this on May nineteenth, my plan is tomorrow. I'm um, in the evening. Um, start yeah, we'll doing, see. doing some side stuff, which I always say, I was thinking like, you know, I'll do a stream and then people can like join me as I do stuff. Da, 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 thinking, and I just speak to people and I don't actually get any fucking thing done. Yep. So, um, I maybe I won't, maybe I'll just do that. <laughs> then we can do other streams during the week. Um, cause, uh, my wife's going to Mexico on Monday for the week. <laughs> yeah. She'd, um, her job, um, they, Sent to Mexico is they have a, a production plants okay. in Mexico. I don't want to say what she does, but they have production plants that they like employees to go and visit every now and again. Oh, uh, so, so your uh, your wife is Walter White. It's it's true. You're goddamn right. Yo, Mrs. Spriggs, we gotta cook. How about some Jesse. That might be one of my favorite wines I ever did. That was... Jesse, we need amiibos. That was a fun night. That was the night where we went, TJ and I went, this is the only time I've ever done this and ever will do this. We went to a, a Maya for a midnight release of amiibos. Yep. And it worked for me because at that point I was working second shift. So I wasn't in work again until noon. 
Mm-hmm. But would you have woke at like four or five at that point? Or were you yeah, woken earlier? Five o'clock. Why, why did you stay so late for? Um, okay, so that day I went to Meyer and I found Sonic Mega Man in DVD. And I felt so guilty. <laughs> I, don't, I only went to get them for Bobble. Like, I don't give a fuck about meatballs. <laughs> so I was like, like. So, so I, it was one of those things where I was like stalking out Meyer for like, for like weeks. And then one day I went and I was like, I was like speed walking through the store and I saw there was a guy like in the amoeba aisle and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> so I, I started walking real fast and the guy was just like standing there looking at him. And I was like, I was like, okay, Sonic, Mega Man. Then there was like one DD left on the shelf, and the guy was about to grab it, and I was just like, "Yoink!" <laughs> I think he told this story on a on a, a, a spiral LP. Yeah, I've told it on yeah. multiple, so <laughs> multiple. So then, then I, I took all three, and I was like, I thought I felt like I was doing something wrong because there's all those like at that time there were so many stores that had like all the limitations or whatever. Yeah, on. but nobody was one. Wasn't it just one like one character per customer? I I wasn't sure because I never made it to those stores in time to like. <laughs> so I had all three, and I was like, I was like, oh fuck!" And I like, I was so determined. I even took it to the the self checkout so, <laughs> so that nobody would tell me no. And then I what if the machine was like, "Danger, danger, multiple memo, multiple memo." So I scared of all out bottom. Got to the car and I was like, I was like running back to the car and I got in the car, put the UV in the passenger seat, my hands on the steering wheel, and I just went, oh, <laughs> and then and then I was sitting there and I was looking at them and I was like, oh fuck, I got Sonic, but I didn't get Sonic for Bobby or Gary. <laughs> That's different. If that if it was reversed, I would just send you a picture, be like, get fucked, I go on you don't. <laughs> So, so that, so like, I called around and I found out that the one in, um, uh, like right near your work was also like having the mm. midnight. So I was like, I was like, okay, to make up for it, I'll just go with, I'll go with Gareth. <laughs> I went to get some for Bobby though, although I think, I think I got him the Mega Man. I think, or maybe I get him the D to the other. I, I went under the pretense of getting some for Bobby. Mm-hmm. And I think he had them all anyway. So I thought, okay, I guess I'll keep them. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Guess these are mine now. I guess. Guess I'll die. I remember, like, remember when, like, amoeba were rare and shit, and yeah. now they they don't they don't fucking mean anything. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember when the Bayonetta one came out. Jesus. Chris was like, because we, I think Chris was either gonna come down or like I said we could go. I forget the context of whether he was going to come down here or I said I could look for some, like, amiibos, like, that one for him. And he just sent me an image of the Sean Penn, like, one does not simply walk into Mordor thing. And he just, he just altered the text if he does one does not simply just find space bitch. And I was just like, I have to play. I have to finish playing the Bayonetta games. Chris got them for me for like a, like a birthday or Christmas, like years ago. I don't give a fuck about Bayonetta. I like them. That's the thing. I like them. I remember like I was playing them once, and Kerry came in and was like, "What is this bullshit?" She's like, "You know, 
fighting Lego like clothes are coming off and she was like, What is this bullshit? <laughs> I remember you told me that. Get that shit off of my TV. Who the fuck? <laughs> Chris bought you fucking what? That's why Chris is now banned in our house. You know, I'll come back in. Um, what was the talk? Oh, yeah, so, um, plan is still to get a bunch of shit ready for June 9th. Um, which means in typical FTCR fashion, I'm gonna, I'm gonna most likely leave everything to June 8th and just be up all fucking night getting things ready. Fuck. <laughs> That's most likely what I'll end up doing. It's only funny because it's true. (laughs) It's so fucking true. But um, yeah, so um, we finished. We finished recording the Mighty Number Nine credits, which uh, I think that will be going up. But by the time this is up, that will be up for viewing. Um, Part four is also up, but I might wait until um, Stefan finishes. Five, six, and seven, just so we don't, I don't make a different post for each video. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll put those together in a in a collection. Um, the next thing we're going to be recording in a week are the mobile version of Sonic Unleashed, because the tenth anniversary, while the tenth anniversary of Unleashed is not until November, as in most of the games, the mobile version actually came out in June. So we're going oh, to be recording that for. Um, uh, to go to coincide with the tenth, but I forget the exact date. But at some point in June, that game went up, and then um, I think that'll go up after Mighty Number no. Nine, and then Spiral Three will begin, which we need to set a date with Chris to record more of that, and then I'm gonna once once I've got all the stuff with the site done, I'm gonna just plow through and edit. Sh- I, I can probably get Shadow edited the raw footage in a weekend, and then we can mm-hmm. just do the commentary and. Get that done, and then once that's done, I will be will be pl- I'll be placing a poll about what game people want next. Um, I think at this point in time, the choices I am leaning towards are Simpsons Hit and Run live with you and me because it'll be a very easy, very fun thing to do. Um, Lego Sonic Dimensions, very short, we have like one or two parts. Yeah. Um, Freak, I thought I think Stefan's gonna record the hub because I fucking hate the hub board. Oh, hub yeah. board is a fucking mess. It <laughs> just does not does not work at all. Um, those two, I'm thinking like I might go on a on a binge and do Mega Man four, five, and six. Like I did one, two, and three, but these would not be meme LPs. Cause, not meme, um, not meme. Just because I don't I don't have that much um like I I have I have nostalgia. For one, two, and three, because I played them in my youth. Like I played four, five, and six for the first time like three years ago, mm-hmm. um, and they're all pretty. They're like four, five, and six are fairly similar in terms of like how they play. Like they, you know, different robots and certain different things. But um, you know, I mean, like four introduces chart shot, and then like nothing else is really introduced after that. I mean, you, you get some, you get like the rush adapters in six, which are fun. Um. I think five has the find the Mega Man tokens. And like each level has like an M and E, a G, and all that shit. Um, um, but yeah, so I you know I could probably whack out all of those in a day or so, or Crash Bandicoot um, one insane version, hmm. and that I might go for a every level as best as I can do is like a perfect run. Okay. Um, 
and I think the recording sessions for those will definitely be streamed because <laughs> they'll be fun to do. Oh shit! Um, I think we, we want to do the entire insane trilogy. I think we've broken up. I'm going to do one and two. Chris is going to do three. Um, and then we will do the same thing with Spiral when that comes out, and kind of like the insane version, kind of, kind of like a Crash Bandicoot. The remakes will most likely be a post LP. Yeah. Just so things are a bit tighter and not as, what the fuck are we doing type of thing. Where, you know, we won't, we won't, you know, forget to do a level and then 10 parts later go back and do it. Or, uh, go on a 30 minute rant about the Mothman. Ooh, as much as you hate that LP, that LP is fucking gold. I, I hate that LP. I just think it goes insanely off the rails in, oh, in the last yeah. half. But that, I think that Mothman section is one of, if you were to make a, a completely pointless like top 10 FT shootout moments, I think Mothman would be on that. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? Number one would have to be the plane crash in 06. <laughs> um, For you, one of them would have to be uh, Skeletor, Riptoe, Skeletor. Oh, they, that, that whole thing. I think the best thing is money back. I am money back. I <laughs> suck. No, your your favorite part was when when he's like, "This is mine now." Okay, here you go. But he's like, "You're like, uh, I've I've sucked my piece. I'm gonna stand here. You don't have to speak to me, but I'm gonna be here." <laughs> I so, you know, I gotta, I have to make maybe I'll, I'll, if I can down, I'll maybe I'll download the raw files and I will make it. I'll make a. Uh, Supercut of just all of, all of the uh, ripped to the TJ Skeletor scenes. TJ quickly went off the uh, to go get a drink out the fridge. Um, but into, as we said, you know, no um, no conventions this year. Uh, we're going to try and save money, and I, if we, if we can do, that's not true. What convention? No, I mean like, conventions in terms of we're doing FTCR content. Oh yeah, we're not doing anything at Heroes Con. We're just going there to. We could. We should steal a booth. <laughs> well, maybe. Um, but next year, I am... Because they're like they're a month apart, that makes me be okay with the idea of... Um, Momocon. And too many games. Because hmm. they'd be, you know, a month apart. Because, you know... One of the, that's also another reason why I didn't want Because I really wanted to go back to Heroes Con this year. It hadn't been in a few years. But because they're... they're it's Heroes Con, then too many games. Yeah. Aside from the fact that, as we've said in the past, you know, I, 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 I've been a bit burnt out um, money-wise. Just like that, I, I don't want to leave my son for like two long weekends in a row. But that's not. Although he's just tempted his terrible too. So maybe I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Does that doesn't sound so bad. Have fun. Have fun, Kerry. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so I think that that's and again, uh, FTCR news slightly is going to be slightly slow up until we have the have the reveal. Um, but you know, as as soon as we we start planning new games, and again, we're going to be putting up some new polls um, for people in the uh, ten plus tier to uh, start picking games and such. Oh, we know what we know. What we need to do what I put up a, a thing asking people if they want what their um. You know those like custom messages. Oh yeah. After after we record this message, we will do those. After we record this podcast, so by the time this goes out, people who requested things, um, you will have the MP3 of your audio for you as well. I think there's some for you and one for me to do. Okay. For some reason, um, but they won't take they won't take very long at all. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, so that, that's that's that. So in terms of just what's new with us, TJ still has not seen Infinity War. So the next hour, I'm going to play Kevin Smith, and I'm just going to recite what happens in the movie, beat by beat. Do you ever listen to those like Fatman or Batman podcasts? It would say like Kevin Smith reviews like Infinity War, but he's just like, okay, man, at the start of the movie, this happened and this happened. It's like he just he just tells the movie oh, like, Jesus. like, but he's like high while doing it. It's just like, what do you think of the movie? I've literally, literally never watched or never listened to a Kevin Smith podcast. I go back and forth. Sometimes he's like really entertaining, and he, you know, he obviously he has insights on the movie business. Yeah. But whenever it gets to like a movie, he's like, "Oh man, it's the like he's." You he, went he, through a phase where you were like, "You were like Kevin Smith is the dumbest podcaster on the planet." And then, no, the, the, but the, you kept listening the, to it. No, the problem was if don't don't go and listen to Talk Saturday and Scrambled Eggs. On I'm not sure what it is about that podcast. He is fucking insufferable on that podcast. Oh really? He's just like there's tough things were like the it's, it's all about Frasier, but like the, the gimmick is. They very rarely talk about Frasier. Oh. Like it, it, it was, well, it was a running gag. But like they would, because they, they normally how their thing worked was they would like bullshit for like, like an hour, and then they would wash it. They they would give a commentary track for Frasier, but the running gag in the first three episodes was they would mock you like about Terminator, which was it got kind of funny. But things like like Matt Myra would be talking about things, and Kevin Smith would just and which is his you know standard thing to do, but. He'll just interrupt with like a dick joke, or he just starts singing something. And she's like, "Just shut the fuck up, man!" <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Um, but like his when he's on like his, the best when he's the best is on Smartcast. Yeah. But I I only listen to that if Scott Mosier's on it because he's far funnier. Than Kevin God, Smith. I love Scott Mosier. I've been thinking about going back and listening to Feeb all over again. I, I think just... no, they put out all that stuff now on Stitcher Premium. Are you serious? All of all the small cars is on that, so now you gotta you gotta fucking pay money for that. I think, but I think um, I think Feep was a joint production. I, I'm not sure, possibly, um, but now is yeah, I don't know. Is Matt Myra still put so like Nerdist as a company? So Chris Hardwick that has his own podcast. Yeah, it's oh, still on there. Still on there. Yeah. Okay. Because I know Fatman on Batman is now on Stitcher. Seriously? Um, yeah. Jesus. Well, it, 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 it's a thing where, like, the most recent, like, ten episodes are, are still there. But, like, then after that, you got to kind of hair. It's annoying the fuck out of me. Get it. There you go. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. So, so, yeah, so Chris Hardwick now has his, that, like, what, I-10... It's... ID-10 or something? ID-10-T. ID-10-T, so... It's pretty funny that. Do you know what that is? Idiot. Well, I yeah, obviously when you look at it. It's no, like, I was just calling you an idiot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was that like? Didn't he like have a falling out with Nerdist? Even though he created like it's. No, no, no. Um. So he. I'm quickly pouring a drink. Sorry for that. In the audience. I know how I, I know how annoying that fucking is to hear, and I apologize. Sorry, I don't want it to happen over you actually talking about something. I apologize. Continue. <laughs> he uh. He he sold Nerdist to Legendary. Um, oh yeah, like two or three or four he, years ago. Yeah, I, I feel like I thought he was still part of it. He was he was the the acting like um, I don't know what you want, want to say. CEO or something. Like that. <sighs> president, I guess. Yeah, president. I think that that'd be better. 
term, but they still worked for like legendary. Um, well, I guess we don't need you anymore. We got Godzilla too. Get the fuck out. <laughs> his um, his contract was running up. Um, I think early last year, mm-hmm. or when did they switch over? Must have been. I think it was the start of this year. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was his contract was running out last year, and um, they were in a transitional period with the head of Legendary, and he had not yet like heard from this new um, CEO or whatever you want to say. So um, he was like, okay. I still technically own the podcast. He owns the, the entire library of the podcast. The only thing he doesn't own is the name. Well, no, wait, wait, so, so you mean Hardwick? Yeah, Hardwick. Oh, yeah, yeah. He owns the podcast, does not earn the name, uh, own the name. No, it is. Gotcha. So um, he decided that they would switch it over to ID10T. Um, you know, still keep all the same people, still has the entire library of the podcast. But, I mean, essentially, Nerdist as an entity has completely changed from what it was when he first started the podcast so he was just like it's just an easy thing to transition to just a different name i wonder if he's still on the servers or wonder if he had to well i guess he would be because nothing changed except for the um the title and the uh, images but uh although I, I guess i guess you can technically take an rss feed and move it over to a different um, yeah. supplier mm-hmm. um so uh, does he like not do anything else? Uh, I forget. Was that podcast the only thing he was doing? He's a busy guy. Was that the only thing he was pretty doing? Pretty much. Um, once they sold it, it, he was pretty hands off with the whole thing. Because essentially, Nerdist now is what Geek Chic used to be. And the fact that it's terrible. <laughs> that it's just all it is. Yeah. It's it's just nerd. it's it's essentially what the nerd crew makes fun of yeah, on regular media, and that's why I can't on Facebook when those like. Nerd news pop up. I'm just like, no. It's just aggregation. That's all it is. So it's just, so, you know, like six or seven years ago when they partnered with Geek Chic, and that's essentially like the type of thing that it like transformed into. Very cool. Then, God damn it. Then like that's, so essentially it wasn't, he didn't have any sort of falling out. He was, it just got to a point where. Um, he was in a like contract limbo and he was just like, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll just, instead of waiting for somebody to like come and confirm with me, like what's going on, I'll just, you know, take the podcast and name it something different. Hmm. I haven't listened to it in like a year, so it doesn't really affect me. It's like, I mean, just like occasionally on very passive aggressive as old Hardwick, and sometimes he would make comments where I guess in the past people have said that like, you know they'll only listen to it depending on who the guest is and he's like you shouldn't do that I said well no if I don't know who that guest is did he really say that? I forget the exact quote but like, essentially his, his thing was like he was expressing annoyance at the fact people do that but I was like if I don't know or actively dislike let's just say for, for the even though I like it but let's say I dislike Tom Kenny yeah. So if Tom Kenny is on Nerdist, why would I listen to that podcast for? Yeah. I mean that that's that's the problem when you when your podcast is is interview based. Because if you don't know or give a crap about that person, why would you why would you listen to it? That's you know it's different if it's like a podcast where if it's for a specific thing like like Sonic says, if you're a fan of a comic book, any episode would, I hopefully would work. Or if it's if it's something random, 
like Skype Sanctuary, and it's again something like Skype Sanctuary is perfect. If it's you know, I don't expect people who hate Star Wars mm-hmm. to listen to a review where we review Star Wars movies because why would you? Yeah, it's just common sense. And not the, not the, not the, you know, you gotta be, you know, people don't realize how hard it is being a stand up comic, man. And you gotta, you put yourself out there, and it's just, you know, people just don't understand how mean it is to leave criticism about people, about stuff they do online. So I just, I, I listened to this episode like two months ago, but. They need to say all that. It's, yeah. <laughs> that's what he says in almost every episode. He's just talking about um, stand up comedy, and uh, Jonah was talking about how, um, you know, I used to not care for Jonah, like, as much, but I've really, like, come around on my opinion of him. I'm neutral. I don't remember him much from me. Like, I'm just like, okay, good. <laughs> so he has this story where um, he went to this comedy festival, and uh, the crowd, he was kind of, like, uneasy about the crowd, and um, he was like, he's like, okay, I'm, just, like, I'm not going to do, like, my weird stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and he said that his, his girlfriend was like, are you going to do your shit now, Dick's routine? <laughs> and he was like, I don't know. And then he said some other comedian came up to him like 10 minutes later, which was just like, hey, are you going to do your shit now, Dick's routine? <laughs> and he, he said he went up there and the crowd just like was not having his like brand of humor. So he was just like, he was like, so I just decided to just take it down. And he was like, there are a lot of gasps and then I did my shit out Dick's routine. <laughs> and he said he came off stage and the, the, there was one guy like, like off off stage was like that's right man if they're not having you you fuck them up <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's like just one of the that's one of the like funniest moments on the podcast that's right man you fuck them up <laughs> I don't think I've, I've ever heard any of their stand up um they did they did a stand up uh cluster um they did a couple episodes where they brought a bunch of comedians on and one of them had Matt on it. See, I love Matt. Matt Ryan might be my favorite podcaster. His his stand up was a little rocky. Oh, really? It's just, well, it was you know because it was like that year that he was like really like trying to do it, so oh, you yeah. could tell that his like it was it was pretty like it was like just starting out material. So, so it's, it's the equivalent of a. Uh... Like film student, like first year film students movie, where <laughs> kind of yeah, like he just doesn't, just not. He hasn't reached the point where he understands like the structure of, of like a set yet. So it was just it was just a lot of like interconnected, or not even interconnected, just disjointed stories, and then like a lot of them, a lot of them like really like fizzled out at the end. Well, that's like um, Jerry Seinfeld had as a Netflix special where it's like Jerry after Seinfeld and it's like kind of it's, it's like a mixture of like stand up and like behind the scenes B movie. <laughs> he apparently he really likes jazz. Um, but then you know him like talking about his roots and he goes to like his childhood home and all this type of shit. But like the uh, the actual stand up too, it, it's like it's just like one line. It's just like little quick little jokes. Yeah, kind of like how they do on Seinfeld. Or yeah, and how I would describe. Jerry Seinfeld stand-up is he doesn't have any great jokes. Hmm. He has a thousand good jokes. Okay. There's like I think that there was I forget the cut. There was one joke that made me lose my shit, but everything else was just like, huh, that is relatable. Yes, you know, it's like nothing really made me laugh like that. But I, said, I forget. I want to go back and watch it to, to find that one joke that made me just fucking lose my shit. Like, That's, That's like, a good joke, Seinfeld. It was like when you and I went and saw Ready Player One. 
and you, you turned to me and you you were like you do that thing where something's not that funny so you turn to me and you go oh i get it and you spell out the joke and i just looked at you for about five seconds and i went that is humorous <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indubitably. So, um, we were trying to come up with um, a topic, as soon as TJ has not seen Infinity War or Deadpool Dead 2. Boy. Yeah. So, Pop and Johnny sees that soon, so we can do, we can do one of those on Deadpool. I actually have a bit of talk about Deadpool. I saw, I saw you, uh, you tweeted him, and you were like... Wait, like, I was just like, when? when? <laughs> um... You know, I, th- I think I would say I liked it. I don't think it's as strong or as the first focused one. or as funny as the first one. Hmm. It's got some, you know, it 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 might have one or two jokes that are like stronger than the first one, but it's not. I don't think it's it's as consistent. Okay. Um. As you know, and not to, not because I was thinking about it when I when I was watching the movie that I watched one of my favorite English reviewers, Mark Commode. Uh, he reviewed it. He he flat out didn't like it, which I don't I don't agree with him on that. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. But um he had a point where he was just like the first and this is something I thought of and I actually agreed with him. He was like the first movie at like every like there, there were there were moments of like um of like true emotion and earnestness, but it's mostly kind of just mocking that idea. Hmm. There were there were sections in Deadpool two where for minutes it's just like it's just, it's just like pure emotion, and and what watching it, part of me is just like this. It doesn't feel like Deadpool. Like, I'm talking movie Deadpool. I, I don't have too much familiarity with, with comic book Deadpool, but like just yeah. terms of the characters set up in the first movie, it's like there are long chunks where it's just like like he shoot that. I, this is going to sound hypocritical based on what I just said about Kevin Smith, but it's like he sh- you should be making a dick joke now. Like this, like. You can't like there's there's it's too much there's too much sincerity in, mm. in big chunks of Deadpool two. I'm like it doesn't. It's like on one hand I can understand why they did it, um, but it's just it's like I would have trimmed it down a bit. It's 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 too saccharine. It's like, mm. This doesn't. This belongs in like a like museum. A, yeah, I mean, no, this belongs in like like a Marvel, like like like, a, like an MCU movie. Yeah. You know, not not Deadpool. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought something we we could briefly touch upon is so I guess they just revealed on Friday they're doing a new version of Thundercats called yeah. Thundercats Raw. Apparently, going in the trend that all Cartoon Network shows seem to go now, it's going to be on a more comedic edge. Mm-hmm. Um, the original never was, nor was the reboot. The reboot had like they put some jokes here and there, but it wasn't it was still typical, primarily in action. Tell me, that Snarf was a. So, so was a non-comedic character. No, see, Snarf was a character they wanted to make funny, but he, yeah, he just yeah, you know, Snarf. Yeah. Snarf spoke normally. It's in the reboot. He just said his name. The reboot treated him like a Pokemon. He just said his name over and over again. Really? Yeah, no, but it, it worked better. Snarf was fucking annoying in the original. So, reboot. Snarf is actually a far more endearing hmm. than the original Snarf, but it's just maybe it's it's just um, 
you know, and it's people, so many people online, and they're just getting like angry and aggressive towards people in the show. Have you? Maybe it's just my age and the fact that I'm dead inside. I just don't give a fuck about like, and also just something I, I tweeted earlier. This is this is my hot take. Thundercats was always shit. I never thought the original, the original, the, the original Thundercats show is it's like it's it's got a great idea. It's like it's, it's no, it's a very, it's a very, it's, it's a good premise, you know. And you have mm. you have characters with decent designs, and it's got a great theme music. Momo is an awesome villain. But if you ever actually sit down and watch an episode, I think people just I think people who are getting angry and people who haven't actually gone back to watch the original show in years. They just yeah. they just remember it being fun. You go back and watch the original show, nothing happens. The animation is terrible. Lionel narrates every fucking thing he does. Oh god. The Sword of Omens says I should you know that Mamra's over there. I'm gonna go investigate. Like he literally I'm not even fucking I'm not even I'm not even Making exaggerating. exaggerating for comedic effect, he literally narrates every fucking thing he does. Oh god! I think the voice acting's bad. I'm gonna say it. I think the voice acting is pretty bad. I said it. And it's just. Ever seen my Mumra commission? See, that looks cool. See, that's that's a, that's a good villain design. That's a great design. Yeah. Um, and it's just like there's no action. Like there's there's like, which is so. One thing, one thing I know going on. I think Thundercats may be the only eighty show I know. If you check the credits, every episode has a child psychologist credited. I guess to help with the behind the scenes, and I guess they wanted one of the things of the show was I think the creator was like they wanted to make a show where not every problem was solved with violence, mm. which is it, it's admirable, it, admirable idea. But then don't market the show where every character has like carry they have like swords and nunchucks. It's like you can't have it both ways. Yeah. You know? If you want to do that with Alvin and the Chipmunks, that makes perfect sense. Don't don't do it with a cartoon show where you sell action figures where kids will just beat the fuck out of them, you know. It's because the fight scenes are just like I mean, most cartoons in the eighties don't have good fight scenes. In in Ninja Turtles you could probably count if you used both hands and both feet, you could probably count all the episodes that have actual good fight scenes in them. You could have just said less than ten. No, no there's at least around twenty-ish. Oh, okay, yeah. Transformers, because they were robots, they were like. Because the problem with like Ninja Turtles was you couldn't, and I guess to an extent Thundercats, because they're living things, you can't have too much violence. Luckily, in Transformers, because there's, there's always a weird, weird thing with. Um, Censorship and robots, even though they're treated like living things, you can do whatever the fuck you want to a robot. You can like cut their heads off, blow them the fuck up, you can just reboot them again. That's that's why Transformers is the one I would argue like he had fairly decent, not by today's standards, not great, but in context of shows back then, Transformers had the best fight scenes because they would actually fuck each other up like on screen. It's like you know what, I'll go for that. Um, just this whole time you've been talking, I've been thinking about when they got drunk on Energon cubes. <laughs> oh, hell, Cybertron! Land of the Metal Moon! There's not better heads enough to hide than these stupid awfuls! <laughs> Fucking the laser beak just crashes into the ground! <laughs> the Zepticons attack! And like Starscream just fumbles backwards. Laser beak. <laughs> <laughs> She was fucking great. She was fucking great. Oh my god. 
because you mentioned that episode, I, I, I want to bring something up. So that episode is an episode called Microbots, and it premiered, I believe, in either, I think in probably 85, 85 or 86. Okay. Written by David Wise, and it features Megatron. Megatron gets this thing called the Heart of Darkness, which basically gives him, like, like em- Emperor Palpatine powers. He can shoot lightning and all this crazy oh, shit. shit. Um, Perceptor, Brawn, and Bumblebee shrink themselves to go inside Megatron and take out the Heart of Darkness. I think I would actually rank Microbox as one of my favorite episodes of G1. Okay. David Wise, fairly prolific, um, an animation writer, especially in the 80s and 90s. He's probably most famous for uh, adapting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the 80s. He wrote the um, five-parter. He was the story editor. Both the most episodes. Um, the season five was a like, five part that aired one episode a day. I believe it's credited as written by David Wise and Patty Hayworth, but she apparently they were engaged at the time, and they had agreed to write the scripts together. But then um, she, he he ended up just writing it all himself. But he he forgot to tell the people to update it, and he said it to this day it annoys him that her name is on those episodes. Anyway. Episode 5 of Season 1, uh, Shredder and Splinter, Splinter and Shredder, that name also is dependent on what, where you look it up. It ends with Krang is finally put in the iconic giant baby suit we all know and love. What are those things called again? In in that in that cartoon, uh-huh. it's just called Krang. That basic design is based off the Utrams from the book. Although in, okay. in relation to the 80s cartoon, I don't believe the word Utrum was ever said. He's just Krang. Sounds Swedish. Sounds Swedish. Um, And Krang does something in that that episode, which, thank you for bringing up Turtles Forever, and the the first crossover between the Nickelodeon Turtles and the 80s Turtles, Season 4's Transdimensional Turtles, does. Where Krang puts in a, a molecular biochip that allows him to grow. Which for some reason, even though even though he only did that once in the show, they used it in both those courses because it's, it's an iconic thing, Crank getting bigger. And in that episode, it features Leonardo and Donatello going into Crank's giant body to to break that chip, so he's not as powerful anymore. So David Wise essentially stole from himself. Yeah. What a fucking hack! What a hack fraud. That was a pointless detail I'm sure no one cared about, but... I cared. It's knowledge that I know, so we all forced it to. But, um... But if I, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't much care for that art style. Going back to Thundercatch Raw. I don't much care for that art style. It, yeah. it, it is not something I would I would choose. I want to be though. I have no interest in watching that show, because I'm just, again... 80s show, I think, is terrible. The reboot in, in 2011... Gorgeous animation, yeah. Like, like it, and I, I will defend that opening two parter to my dying day. It, I think, and because I think it was maybe brought it up in the FTCR Twitter. I was like, if that two parter was extended to be like a self-contained movie, mm-hmm. it'd be, it'd be fucking almost perfect as a movie. I think it works really well. Hmm. Um, except for except for the terrible line they they gave Lionel. And spoiler alerts for a cancelled show from almost ten years ago. <laughs> Opening episode has Lionel. He's a lot younger in this than he was in the movie. The original show opens with um, basically Thundera, their planet, like I guess, exploding, and they leave to 
called a third earth, which is essentially earth, because it's pyramid and shit there. This one, that doesn't happen, they're just on Fundera anyway, but like they're, they have like this, this, they're like nation, I guess. They're, they're basically their version of a conta. This is kind of like, it's not hidden, but it's like, it's like they're a big technology, they're like a big prosperous city and everyone else is poor and shitty type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it ends with Claudius, who is voiced by Larry Ken. I want, I want to say his name is Larry Kennedy, the original Lionel. They bring back to play Lionel, which is a nice, nice touch, you know. Like he's, yeah. I think he's better in in that. He's only in like a few episodes, but I think he's better in the reboot than he ever was in the original show. Hmm. I think because they got someone who actually knows how to direct episodes <laughs> to be in that. But keep a hint there. In the second part of the two parter. He is killed by Mumra. Uh, Mumra stabs him in the back. And you kind of see it happen on screen, which is kind of rare for a kid's show. Yeah. But she, he does that. Mumra does that because he's trying to get the Sword of Omens. Because the kind of... You mean the, the thunder, thunder. Yeah, the Sword of Omens. Um, and there's a moment where he goes to get it. And Lionel takes it. And he goes, I feel bad for Wilfredo because he always gets these bad lines to do in these shows. He says this line, he goes, you took my father's life, but you won't get his sword. Like, that is the worst line I've ever heard in my life. Oh, Jesus. He does something similar, and the reason why I say Paul Ufado, in the last episode of Transformers Prime, the TV show, not the, the epilogue movie, the last episode of season three, he voices Bumblebee. Yeah. Kind of like the movies, Bumblebee had his voice box broken by Megatron. Which, well, you know, whatever. It it works a lot better in Prime than mm-hmm. it ever did in, in, the, in the TV show, in the movies. But he kind of gets... Megatron kind of shoots him and he falls into this kind of like... Um, this pool of like energy on water type thing. He's he's reborn and he's fixed. And he takes Megatron's sword, which is... Wait, does he turn into gold bug? No. <laughs> I fall like a gold bug! But, um... Quick... <laughs> quick side note. So... Optimus, in that shot, Optimus Prime gets a sword called the Star Saber, which is so powerful it, it literally cripples the Decepticon warship in one in one attack. Oh, Jesus. And at the end of the episode, Megatron is... He doesn't say this, but he essentially says Decepticons were fucked. <laughs> like, the next episode, Megatron makes finds a way to make his own version of that sword. And, you know, so Meg, Optimus Prime has the Star Saber. Megatron has the Dark... Star Saber. <laughs> way so Megan Bumblebee takes that, takes the sword, shoves it through Megatron's. Like he basically kills Megatron, and he says, "You took my voice, but you will never take anything from anyone ever again." And like, stop giving Wolfredell these terrible lines. And when he says, "You took my ex, but you won't take X it's like these fucking terrible lines, man. Oh my god, no. But, oh. Yeah, but I just that kind of like big, like uh, chunky art style. I'm just like, because eh, nah, you see a lot of Cartoon Network shows like Chowder. Um, uh, you know, you brought up TV Universe. I would. I don't think it looks TV Universe esque. Yeah, the on like non animated. No, I mean because Steven Universe's their designs. They they run the gambit. I mean, in, in the faces maybe. Yeah, that's but, exactly but what I'm saying. The body shapes. If you look at that thing, that, that the image they released, all of the body shapes are almost the same. They're all big and beefy, like very thick arms and very thick legs. 
Steven Universe's character designs, they, they, there's a gambit of, like, yeah, yeah. you know, we've got Poe, Amethyst, Garnet, that kind of thing. Uh, the exception of Shatara is a bit thinner, because, mm-hmm. you know, she's a woman, you're going to make her look dainty. Mm-hmm. But it's, I'm just like, I just don't... It's just the face. It's literally just the face. I mean, I won't, you know, I won't I won't call it lazy or bad character design. It's, I'll just say it's not something, it's not my preference of art design for yeah. a show. Mm-hmm. But also, it being Thundercats and the 2001... 11 reboots on the whole it's not a terrible show but um it kind of left a somewhat bad taste in my mouth as well yeah. i'm just like i don't i have no interest in the show <laughs> so i'm like that's my piece i don't ever have to say anything else I've about said this my piece. <laughs> i'm gonna stand here you don't have to talk to me but i've said my piece <laughs> i mean you, like did you ever any what did you ever watch the cats no you like, when did you first like? Were you aware of the original show? Wait. Were you alive when it was on TV? I don't think when so. you, when were you, what year were you born? Ninety one. I think I was off the air, but I think I think Thundercats started in eighty seven or eighty eight. Because Turtles was at eighty seven, Transformers and GI Joe were like eighty four. He Man was eighty three, maybe. Either way, amazing theme song. Ba-da! I knew that was coming. <laughs> but uh, uh, eighty-five to eighty-nine. Yeah, you were even alive then. Yep. When were you born? Eighty-eight. But my brother was born in eighty-five. Hmm. So like a lot of the um, shows he watched and like he remembered them. He had tapes. If I would end up watching. Yeah. So like he he was actually into things like Transformers and Sonic before I was. So hmm. I kind of got into those things um, through kind of his standard. But today's looking at pictures of Thundercats. The best thing, if you go and look up frames from the very start of episode one from the original 80s show, uh-huh. everyone is naked. They are drawn like Barbie dolls. But like you can literally see like like their legs have like lines over their crotches and stuff. And Shatara, yep, see, look at that, all naked. Shatara just hasn't got nipples, but you can see her boobs. Huh. And they're drawn with, like, you can like you can stick in the uh, the plastic legs. <laughs> that is, like, it's, you know, I mean, it, it, isn't, it isn't something, you know, it's obviously, it doesn't mean anything, because they're cats, it makes sense. They wouldn't have any other type of, like, you know, they wouldn't have dick and balls, that type of thing. But it's just, like, you would never get that today. Yeah. You'd never get no. that allowed on a network show. <laughs> God, I miss cartoons made in the eighties. <laughs> so you can't get people getting drunk anymore in cartoons. You can't get naked Chitara. Oh, naked Chitara. Oh, naked Chitara. The only one. The only. The only cartoon character that would make me want to become a furry. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Not even Panthro. <laughs> Look up. Look up on your phone, 2011 Chitara. I think I saw a couple of pictures. So I think I think I this week I okay yeah not yeah that's that's fan art that's not... <laughs> <laughs> was she naked <laughs> just she's got huge. Dude, that's that's not too far off how they drawn in the show. Plus, I don't think the show let her have nipples. Oh yeah, that's... nipples. 
She's a cat. Well, technically, <coughs> if you want to get technical, she should really have six breasts. <laughs> At least six nipples. She's a cat. What do you want? It's anatomically correct. <laughs> so this week, I, I thought of two shows from my childhood. I'm not quite sure were ever part of yours because... I've never talked about them with you, I don't think. Um, one of which is Harvey Birdman. I know of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't say it was a big part of my childhood, but like, I, what, you mean the original or, or the lawyer? The lawyer's Harvey Birdman attorney at law. No, see, I remember, like, because in our Cartoon Network as a kid before thing, before, like, Cartoon Network, sorry, before, when Cartoon Network was still Hanna-Barbera, yeah. The the channel was always called Cartoon Network, but Hanna-Barbera as a studio existed. Yeah. Before they started making shows like Dexter's Lab, and that like, kind of resurgence of, the, of of their shows, yeah. their channel would really just show like the old 60s shows. So, yeah. Like, we would see things like Harley Birdman and, and Space, Space Ghost, Ghost, that type of thing. So I knew all those characters, like, but... Those those shows were they always wasn't were they like were they Adult Swim shows or were they yeah it was an Adult Swim show yeah so that was we never got Adult Swim mm. in in England so we got Adult Swim but that was when I was the teenager so I didn't grow up with those shows oh well I just meant I, I knew that you hadn't watched it I didn't mean like it wasn't part of your oh. childhood I've seen a few episodes of Space Coast Coast to Coast I love Space Coast Coast to Coast but. Uh, Side, I think I've told you this before, but um, one point when I was in high school, we played this, um, it was a superhero MMO, and uh, it had a character creation, and it was so, it was so, like, detailed in certain ways that um, I was able to create... Um, Space Ghost? Well, yeah, essentially I was able to create Space Ghost, and I, I made it, and I, like, I, like, finished the character creation... And I showed my friend, and he was like, that's stupid. Nobody's going to know who Space Ghost is. I loaded into the game. Oh, man, Space Ghost! Someone, someone ran up to me in the game. They just went, oh, my God, Space Ghost! The Space Ghost design, that kind of very flat um, character design, was very influential on Batman Animated Series. Hmm. Bruce Timmons flat out said, like, his basic oh, design of sense. Batman is kind of, is kind of just Space Ghost. Like, think... Take Space Ghost, put the bat ears on it. It's yeah. fucking Batman from the animated series. Yep. At least, at least the first, the first version of Batman. But, um, so I was, I was telling, uh, I was telling one of my coworkers about Harvey Birdman, and he's a big um, Sopranos fan. The Flintstones episode. Yes. That's just one of the only ones I've seen. Oh my god, it's so funny. I just, I love, my favorite part is when he tells, he tells. Uh, Fred that he can't be um, his lawyer anymore. He, can't, well, he tells him that he can't be his, uh, his the godfather to his uh, the pebbles. Yeah, to pebbles or whatever. And he's just like he's like I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> he ex- he's like that's your decision, and you're gonna have to live with it. <laughs> and Harvey goes, I wonder what he meant by that. <laughs> he wakes up next morning and quick drop across head. <laughs> You know, there was an episode of Johnny Bravo where he's like in bedrock for some reason and Fred saves his life. What? And you know, like, they just go, they just pile on the fact that Fred's a sexist. Because it's like, like Woom was away for a week. She was like, now who's going to cook my dinner? Like, I guess it's at the point where like Pebbles was like a teenager. 
Okay. And she's like, Pebbles, I need you to come home because as a woman, you need to cook my food. Because you're a woman. He says it twice, like, because you're a woman. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. Holy shit. I mean, Fred Flintstone would act that way. But it's still just like, as a woman, cook my dinner. Jesus Christ, Fred. Oh, man. I want, I want to find all those shows on, on DVD. I don't think they're streaming anywhere. What, Johnny Bravo? No, yeah, like that. Oh, that, um, like the Harvey Birdman, the oh, Space yeah. Ghosts. Another show that I... Aqua Teen. I used to fucking love Aqua Teen. I need to, I need to introduce you to more episodes, because I think I've talked about this with you before. Of what? Home movies. I used to watch that bit as a kid. I have I have the whole series on DVD. I keep meaning to buy it off Shout Factory. Oh, my God, that show is brilliant every time so uh, I, uh once again this week we had a uh we had a tornado like um, yeah, 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 yeah. every tornado time <laughs> every time i think of uh, a tornado warning i think there's so there's an episode where um there's a storm and coach mcgurk is over at the house and he's watching the kids and it's um brendan melissa and jason are in the basement and then coach mcgurk's watching the baby and uh because Paula, Paula, like... That's Brendan's mother, right? Yeah. And wasn't the coach... Isn't he, like, kind of trying to date the mother? He is early on. But then throughout the rest of the series, he's just kind of just, like, her friend. Gosh. And he just... And he's 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 John H. Benjamin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she she's, like... She's trying to, like, turn in a manuscript or something. So she goes out in the storm. And he's at the house, and he's watching the baby, and then it says that there's a tornado, and he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> and he, he, he opens up the door to the basement, and he's like, hey kids, there's a tornado, I'm gonna come down here with the baby, you all go upstairs. <laughs> and Melissa goes, but coach, if there's a tornado, are we all supposed to be in the basement? And he's like, no, Melissa. If there's a tornado, and we're all in the same room, and we're gonna get sucked up into the tornado, and we're all gonna bounce off each other's heads, and we'll all die. <laughs> If we're spread out throughout the house, it'll be just like a like a carnival ride. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> what 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 channel did that did that air on? Uh, I think it was originally on. Um, I think it was on. The, whatever the channel is that uh like Supernatural and Riverdale. CW. Yeah. Really? But it was before. It was before all that. Oh, back when it was WB. I think so. Because um, that that was a Cartoon Network. It was it aired on Cartoon Network, but I remember it, it um, in England it did. But I remember at on weekends they would air, they would show what they called home movies uncut. Because you know there, there, there's a, a few random things mm-hmm. that aren't you know you wouldn't really put in a kid show. One, I mean, one, yeah, it's it's not really a kid show. It was it was on Adult Swim. So. Yeah, but I mean, like in England, they they put it on. They do that sometimes with shows they hit they'll, they'll air on kids channels and they okay. edit it. But in occasionally they would they would have it uncut. Um, yeah, yeah, that's oh, a, yeah. So so I guess it it did it ran on it ran on UPN for one year and then they brought it back on Adult Swim. So Adult Swim did have new episodes. I think they changed because isn't the animation in the first season very kind of rough? Yeah, the the first season is is squiggle vision. The squiggle vision, yeah. It's the same animation they used for like Doctor Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Another the, the 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 reason what made me think of it was um, some I found there was an artist on Twitter that posted it was like a really like higher 
I don't think it was a higher detail, but it was just, it was a scene from an episode that they drew. And it was, it was an episode where um, Coach McGurk is at home and he's just, he's like passed out drunk. And uh, he's watching the Home Shopping Network and they're just selling like a line of swords. <laughs> and, and Coach McGurk's just like, swords. <laughs> swords and he buys them and so for the whole episode he carries them around inside of a, a inside of a golf bag <laughs> so he just has a golf bag that he just has all these swords inside of it and the 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 climax of the episode is uh the, the whole plot is that um brendan joins essentially like like the boy scouts and um it but it's it's embarrassing because he doesn't want anyone else to know that he's a boy scout and, uh, but everyone's going to find out because at the end of the episode, um, there's like a, there's a, a like a derby, like a race car thing where you like, you build like a miniature race car mm-hmm. and there's also a spaghetti dinner. <laughs> and so he invites coach McGurk to it and uh, the episode ends, like there's a bunch of chaos and then something happens, like there's a big like bang on the door of like the gymnasium or whatever, and then this big slice gets like, sliced out of the door. And Coach McCurk kicks the door open and he has two swords in each hand. And he just goes, It's spaghetti time. <laughs> Man, I will fucking love that man's voice. John Benjamin? It's like it, it. It's crazy how how one man with with this ostensibly one voice, yeah, can have for so many iconic characters. But it it's his. He doesn't play them the same. No. Yeah. I mean, I I might give the edge to Archer being my favorite. Mm. Of all. Have you seen Archer? Yeah, I've seen Archer. I mean, just there's nothing. Nothing will ever top Coach McGurk for me. <laughs> <laughs> This is one joking Archer away talking about at the at this casino, and Archer, you know, has a very strange relationship with his mother, Mallory. Um, this is where at two different points in the episode, both Archer and his mother flash back to like the same Halloween night years ago, where I forget who his mother is. His mother's dressed up as like some famous movie actress. Um, mm-hmm. And he's dressed up as Charlie Chaplin. Okay. I think in one of them, it's one of the things is like, matter that like gives all his candy away, like throws it away. There's two different random things. <laughs> Whenever it cuts, when it cuts back to them, it cuts back to him the first time. He just goes, why was I dressed like Hitler? <laughs> when she, later in the episode, when she has a flashback and it cuts back to her, she's like, why was he dressed like Hitler? <laughs> that, that just fucking cute. Why was he dressed like Hitler? That guy killed me, man. Okay, rebuttal. So there's an episode where uh, of home movies where uh, they're at the Renaissance Festival and Coach McGurk is supposed to play, play a blacksmith and he shows up and he's just hung over and he's very sick. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Lynch is, is like giving him a stern talking to about about coming... Was that the principal? Uh, it was the teacher who was like running it. Oh, gotcha. And um, so he was. Uh, it was one of those things where, like, because they were essentially at the same level. Because Coach McGurk was a soccer coach, and Mr. Lynch was just a teacher. Like Coach McGurk always like bashed Mr. Lynch. But so he's t- uh, he's like he's like, do you remember your lines? And he goes, 
Yes. <laughs> He's like, you, you, do, you do know your lines, right? He goes, yes. <laughs> he says, okay, well, what are you going to say if somebody comes up to you? He goes, what, you mean as a blacksmith? He's like, yes. He's like, well, what do you want me to make you? He's like, <laughs> He's like no, 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 an Elizabethan. And he goes, what do you want me to make you? <laughs> you know, it's like, I love what Bradley Cooper has done as Rocket Raccoon. Mm-hmm. But I remember when the movie came out, there was like, no, not like in no petitions or anything, but there was like a sizable chunk on Twitter who were like pushing for Johnny Benjamin to get that role. Yeah. And it's like, if I, I, I'm not 100% sure if that type, well, depending on which, uh, you know, I was about to say, I'm, I'm not sure that his, if he played it like Bob, but Bob is very like, like flat. There's not a yeah. lot. Of, if he play, if he played Rocket Raccoon like Archer, if he used mm-hmm. his Archer delivery, I think that would have been ultimately. You know, Paddy Cooper does a great job, so I'm not like I wish he would have got it, but it would have been it would have been different. But I think just as good if we would have gotten Johnny Benjamin doing Rocket Raccoon. I mean, I would have loved it if he would have got you know if there's. Know, as good or better as good or better Mega Man um, you know it may be if the next time that there's a Guardians cartoon this is some point let's get John H. Benjamin as Rocket Raccoon yeah that'd be very pretty fucking good yeah, yeah. So, I saw this clip earlier this week where it was right after Guardians 1 and um, uh, I guess Ben Diesel was on the uh, Jimmy Fallon show the late night show and uh he was, they were talking about how Vin Diesel plays Groot in all the different languages. And uh, he goes, he said, uh, he's like, he's like, okay, I'm gonna, he's like, I'm going to ask you, see if you can remember how to, how to say this and how to say it in different languages. And Vin Diesel's kind of just like, okay, okay. And uh, like the clip just, it keeps getting like cut with like different uh, clips of him actually like delivering the line in the different language. But then it cuts back. And uh, Jimmy Fallon goes, okay, Mandarin. And uh, he's just kind of like, uh. And he goes, technically he doesn't say. And Jimmy Fallon goes, Mandarin. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, Vin Diesel could fucking crush you. <laughs> I will say, though, you know, that, 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 that was cool that he did that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, he's probably able to do it all in like a day. <laughs> yeah. Just say I am grouped six different times. Okay. Well, I don't know because think of how many times he says it in the movie. Well, no, I'm, not, I'm saying like, but still, like, he he, he could probably get that done. Or if if they if those movies stick to, I guess because he's just doing he's just doing. I would think he would probably at the most be able to do like three a day. Well, I'm thinking because because he's not a. For those roles, he's not a screen actor, uh-huh. because like Bradley Cooper also does motion capture. But I don't think I don't think Vin I Diesel know. does motion Bradley capture. Bradley Cooper doesn't do motion capture. He does not not on, not on the set. But I believe when he when he when he's recording the lines, they take motion mm. capture of, of his face. He's not like like acting it out. But I think just for his face, they'll get some yeah, motion because, capture. Um, of his what's face. his name? Because Sh- uh, Gun is on set every day. Yeah, um, and he he fills in. He fills in. He's the, he's the live action rocket raccoon. He yeah. he gives the actors having to 
play with. Um, but um, I, I don't think Vin, I think Vin Diesel just comes in and just does his lines, but because he's just doing voiceover, then that may, thanks to bringing back the Transformers, the voice director for that Wally Burr, they say was a great perfectionist. And back in those days, uh, voiceover contracts were based off old contracts for like uh, radio players in like the 50s, where mm-hmm. it was a eight, eight hour day. Oh, damn. And, and well, 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 Typically, according to voice actors, um, not everyone would make you stay that long. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got your stuff done within four hours, you could just leave. But if I may quote uh, Chris McFeely, Transformers superfan, who in his audio commentary on the Metronome 25th anniversary DVD says, to quote quite Clive Revel, Wally Burr would make the actors stay for the full eight hours whether it was necessary or not. Which actually led to a, um, a strike in the voice actors the voice actors guild to uh, one of their mandates was a shorter recording time. So now, um, um, union uh, voiceover sessions won't last four hours. So the, 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 the reason why I bring that up is, is because Vin Diesel, I assume, just does voiceover. He may be limited to that four hour because mm. he's technically doing just voice work for that movie. So... Yeah. In that case, it may have taken him several several sessions to get. Yeah, I would imagine so. Several. But do you think you'd be in the guild for such limited voice work? He's done it before. Iron Giant. He did. It, there, there was oh, there was true. like he's done Riddick, video games and animations. Mm-hmm. Um, he's. I would no. I would say he's done enough. Okay. Um, he's. He's. You know, I'd have to double check, but I would be shocked. If he has not been in some like DreamWorks or like you know, if he hasn't not been in some animated movie of that kind before, um, so maybe in a, in a case like that, he he would do like one language a day because you could probably get all that done in, in four hours in yeah. just one role. But you know who knows? But um, what are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about group for again? Uh. I just had I just had that anecdote about the clip I saw. This oh yeah, <laughs> Mandarin, Mandarin. Where's the Mandarin in the MCU? Jesus, oh, he, mm-hmm. he may be out there. What's the short Return of the King? Which I have not seen, but I thought it's uh, okay. Don't, don't they slightly reference the the real Mandarin is is there? Uh, I'm I don't not know. sure. Remember when Marvel did that, they would make like little shorts to go on their DVDs. But then they realized no one gives a fuck, so they stopped doing it. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw any of those. I saw one that I really did not like. It was called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Thor's Hammer, and it's Coulson stopping at a gas station. It, it takes place before Thor, when, mm-hmm. you know, when there's like a hammer around and shit. And uh, it simply goes to like, a convenience store, and like people try and rob it, and they kind of turn Coulson into like a superhero, where he's like... He starts like flinging like bags of chips at bad guys and like I'm like that's not what made Phil Coulson cool. Yeah, he was just a guy in a suit who knew like who could who used like his words like I just, you don't have to, not every fucking person of interest in these movies has to be a fighter. Yeah, you know, it's just like no, don't very Coulson. very bland like outlook on it. Man, man, I get. I mean that's that's the thing with if every if every character in the MCU 
is an expert is an expert at fighting who can take on a whole room of people on their own. It's never a shock or exciting when one of them can do it. Yeah. But of of, of course Hawkeye can defeat seven people at once. You know, it's just <laughs> So I saw I saw a robot chicken clip today where uh they're they're like they're like swapping swapping stories, like the Avengers are swapping stories. And uh, it gets to that's war machine story. It gets to um, uh, Black Widow, and uh, she's like, she's like, yeah. So I kicked this guy in the head, and then I shot him with my gun, and then I found out that he was both uh, kickproof and bulletproof. <laughs> and she was like, oh god, I'm such a joke. And she like goes to like run away, like crying, and they're all like watching her ass. <laughs> And they're like, they're like, no, you're an integral part of this team. And she's like, really? And she's like, they're like, yeah. And they cut, and it's her funeral. And Iron Man's like, so it turns out that uh, kung fu moves and simple guns can't kill uh, Demacorkin <laughs> like the God Eater or something. And uh, Hawkeye's like, yeah, but I sure got him with my arrows, didn't I? <laughs> He's like, oh, God, I'm such a joke. And he like, turns around, he's crying, and they're looking at his ass. Question about that skit. How many characters did Seth Green voice? Oh god, I, I all of them? Probably. <laughs> That's the thing when you watch it, like, how many voices does Seth? I like Seth Green, funny guy. Kind of like, mm-hmm. doesn't have the widest vocal range, so like, he... apparently it, it, it saddened me to hear this. <coughs> it saddened me to hear this, but apparently Robot Chicken. The animation department goes kind of had something similar than what happened on Sausage Party. Yeah. Apparently, like they don't get paid, the, you know, the best, and you know, forced overtime. And apparently, apparently, this may be wrong, but I read a report where they were like, you know, nobody was naming names because they're like, please don't use my name in this. But like, yeah. insiders say uh, conditions not the best at that studio, which which Seth Green co-owns the studio who makes Robot Chicken, so it's like ultimately he's. He would be one of the people responsible, which again, I'm not sure, and this was a few years ago, so I'm not sure if things have improved or not, but I mean, I even watched Robot Chicken really in years. I still, like the first few, I, I used to get rid of old DVDs, I think around like season five, I was just like, you know what, it's a lot of the same jokes now. Um, I said, I was reminded there's my favorite Avengers Robot Chicken is uh, there's a little kid and he's like, He's like dressed up as Iron Man and then he sees Iron Man fly in the sky and he's like, oh my God, it's Iron Man. And he runs over and the Avengers are fighting like a giant crab robot. And uh, he's like, he's like, hi, Iron Man. And Iron Man like gets distracted by him and the robot like flings him away. Yeah. And Hulk like jumps over and the kid like, he's like right in front of him and he's like, hi, Hulk, I'm Iron Man. And he goes, works for Hulk. <laughs> and he picks him up and he throws him at the crab robot. <laughs> <laughs> and Crab Robot like smacks him around and then like flings him over and he gets caught by a giant man and the kid's like all like beaten up and he's like, I'm Iron Man and he goes, Works for Giant Man Throws <laughs> 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 him back at the Crab Robot and the Crab Robot just takes out a bunch of guns. <laughs> just... So then the kid lands like in the turbine. <laughs> And, like, 
destroys the robot and then it like yeah. falls over and they're like, We did it, Avengers and Iron Man shows back up and he's like, What happened to that kid? And they go, What kid? <laughs> <laughs> and then they cut they they built like a memorial for him and it's, it's like a big like iron statue and Iron Man goes, Well, now he's a real Iron Man <laughs> and Hulk just goes, Too soon <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's humorous. Got him. Got him. <laughs> I can't wait for the MCU to be done. I know. You're ready for that. I am ready for... I have three more. I have three more and then I am done. Just like I have one more Star Wars movie and then I'm done. Oh, really? I'm going to fuck about Solo. I could not give less of a fuck about that movie. I'm surprised that it's getting okay reviews. I it is? I've, I haven't even bothered looking into it. Yeah, I've, I've heard that people were, like, really surprised. They were like, yeah, it's it's actually pretty good. I just don't care. Not, like, I don't... We don't need... Kind of like Rogue One. We, don't, we didn't need that story. We don't need a Han Solo prequel movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Because it's gonna... I'm, like... So like the love interest and all that stuff, all his backstory, it's not even mentioned in the, anything in the original, so I don't give a fuck. You know, I could not care less. Yeah, it's currently got a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. What does Rogue One have? Uh, I think Last Jedi had like, what, like 93 or something? 85%. What Rogue One does? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Dude, I like that. I don't like Rogue One. You know, I don't. I I, I really don't want to. You know, ninety-one percent last, last Jedi. Jedi. I I really don't want to give credence to that. You know, the conspiracy theories out there like Disney are paying people to fucking you know give Marvel and Star Wars movies good reviews. No, but but Rogue One having that highest score, I'm like, really? Why? What's wrong with Rogue One? Not to, not to go full red letter media, but like it's, it's all well, it's for me for me personally very cool. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's a pointless movie. It just in in terms of 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 its function within the Star Wars universe, it's pointless because we know we everything we need to know about with that movie, we're told in two lines of dialogue in a New Hope. Yeah, um, it's most of the characters are flat. I don't really have much personality. So mm. so when they all start spoiler alert, when they all start dying at the end, I'm like, I don't care. Like we don't it's half of them we don't spend that much time with them. We don't know anything about them. The um it there's a few points like the the, the monk who's like obsessed with the force. Yeah. I'm like that that's the like, concept that um I would have liked expanded on more. Hmm. Because he has no... like It's because we've never seen that in the Star Wars universe. Like, somebody who's not a Jedi, who doesn't have enough midichlorians, because they're canon, but is, is still, like, still believes in it. Mm-hmm. You know, which is an interesting idea, but they don't, they don't do much with. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, the action was fine, you know, it, it looked okay. Um, it's, it's, a, uh, it's, you know, again... Not to just parrot red letter media, but it's a bit too heavy on the callbacks. Like, did we really need to fucking see 
the two guys who who rough up Luke in the cantina bar. I haven't remember seeing them. They're on that planet that, that gets blown up. And also, it, it it also it creates a lot of plot holes. But it's like if they're if those two mooks are on that planet, but they need to be on Tatooine like the next day. Is, is it the next day? Well, it's relatively soon. Like in in context of Star Wars, Luke, it's maybe a day or two because Rogue One ends when A New Hope begins. Hmm. Um, and I, you know, I think the whole course of the movie, I think maybe is only from that from that point where they meet that where those two characters have their pointless cameo. Mm-hmm. Right, I haven't seen it since, since the cinema, but from my recollection of it, I I never assumed too much time passed. Maybe a cut, maybe like a day or two between that point and the end of the movie. Yeah, I think it's three days, possibly. But, and then it's like at the end, at the end of the movie, we see the rebels, like the rebel base and all the ships, like leave, uh-huh. and you see C three PO and R two D two, but they need to be on the fucking ship where Leia is, but we see where those ships fly out. So like, why are they fucking there, when they they need to be on the ship that's in the air now? Hmm. Princess Leia's cameo was not needed. At all, Krenmarf Tarkin served some plot relevance as uncanny valley-ish as it, as it CG was. Like there's, I mean, yes, there, there you could you could have written this without seeing him, but it makes sense seeing as he is, for all intents and purposes, in, in context of a new hope because the emperor wasn't established then. Mm-hmm. He's in charge. Yeah. So it makes sense why we, we would have scenes with him. Makes sense. Also, on some on some level, make kind of makes sense why we would see Darth Vader. Again, you could write, you could completely write the version of this movie where Vader does not appear. Mm-hmm. But I think going to his his lava castle was an odd choice. <laughs> uh, when they give him that kind of bad pun of trying not to choke on your ambitions, uh, Vader simply a day job for murdering people. And oh my I, God, does he does he murder people? And this is, I think, this is something we actually bring up in the in the Mighty Number no. Nine credit video. This notion comes up where the problem with, I I like that, and as a single scene, um, if you remove it from its context in from the movie, that scene is like if you were to show somebody a minute of like why Darth Vader is a good villain, mm. that scene is pretty good. It's fanboyish as fuck. But it's a good example of like why Darth Vader is terrifying as a villain. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very weird, odd to go from that. He's wiping out motherfuckers with no, with like no issue. Yeah. To first the New Hope, where he has one of the worst sword fights on film with Obi Wan Kenobi, mm. which takes place, let's say, a few days after that moment. He's like fucking force choking and force holding up people and like slicing people up to where, you know, two old men are very awkwardly hitting each other with swords. Doesn't mesh well very well, you know. It, yeah, that's fair. Okay, I don't, I don't hate Rogue One. I don't hate it at all. It's, it's a movie where I saw it once. I was relatively entertained, but, but as, as, you know, I, I ultimately think aside from like. The robot was funny. 
you know the action the action scenes were good um i you know i i will watch mad mickelson in pretty much anything i think he's a fantastic actor but like the the main like the main hero uh I forget her name and like the guy that they kind of had the you know the two the two main characters yeah so um, you mean the the guy that um the guy who so mad mickelson's daughter felicity day i think the actress's name is yeah um, her character and the guy whose whose mission it is to kill her father, but then they kind of you know they kind of had that that thing you know yeah. they had no chemistry, they have no like no spark. They're, they're, and I find that more in the script. I don't I don't think they're given good dialogue to work with, which is I'll I'll put that on the script more so on them. But it's just I just don't ever feel need to see it again, you know. And that, you know people like it, that's fine, but. Um, What's funny is we've been talking about Rogue One, and I'm thinking that when I go home, I'm going to pop in Empire Strikes Back. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, like Rogue One, it's, you know, you know again, not to... And I, I know I do this, and I or, or try to refrain from doing this in the future. But one of the things that, you know, Red Light Media would make fun of, is in a, especially in a, in a commentary track they released of it, Rich Evans would always, you know, apparently, you know, repeat the phrase, you know, it's it's dark and gritty. It's a war movie, you know. It's, and you know, it, there is probably more quote unquote war in this in terms of like the battles and shit. But if you don't care what characters involved, it doesn't mean anything, you know. You may as well just go and watch old war footage from World War Two because you know it's the same fucking thing. You know, no one, there's no emotional connection. Which which is why it doesn't work when they move when they when every when, they, when every character dies, because it's like, except from the robot, I was just like, no, Adam Tudyk, no, oh my, the Candy King, no. <laughs> so, one of my favorite things that Alan Tudyk's ever done is that there was a, uh, I don't know who produced it, but there's a video that's going around where it was showing um, showing off all of Alan Tudyk's voice work. And at the very end of the, it's like a like a two or three minute clip. I think I've, I think I've seen. Is it one of the angels that like the dodos? It wasn't the dodos. It, it was the chicken was, from yeah. Moana. Yeah, yeah. It ends with him doing the chicken, and then he turns to the camera and he goes, "I went to Juilliard." <laughs> <laughs> I love that until I first seen him on Firefly years ago. Yeah, and uh, spoiler alert: fuck you, Josh Whedon. You know, everyone hates him now for like a lot of people hate. Age of Ultron, and you know a lot of people dislike what he did on, on Justice League, and the you know the behind the scenes bullshit on that movie, and uh, you know people you know uh, apparently kind of a sexual predator. Apparently, you know they oh, say wow. um, his wife came out, his ex wife came out with a statement that did not paint him in a good light, which all, all you know relevant. But I'm just like you fucking killed Walsh in Serenity and Book, my two favorite characters. You fucking piece of shit. Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> we shall go watch over this land and call it this, this land. land. We oh, shall call no. it your grave. No, dear God. Oh, dear God in heaven. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the best. Uh, curse your sudden but inevitable <laughs> betrayal. <laughs> he's become like Disney's John Ratzenberger now yeah because I think starting with what came out before Frozen 
Wreck-It Ralph? It was Wreck-It Ralph before Frozen? Yeah, I think so. So in Wreck-It Ralph, he plays King Candy. King Candy. In Frozen, he plays the Duke of Weaselton. Weaselton! In Big Hero 6, he plays the... the um, like the big CEO guy. That's him? Yeah. The the person who we think who we're meant to believe is the bad guy. It's more of a big hero six. I think he is. No 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 the 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 bad guy is like teacher who is the hero oh, the hero he goes right. like hero don't trust that guy. So we're meant to believe it's the you know, evil corporate executive, but it's actually not that guy. Yeah, it's it's he's he's the, the corporate guy. And in Moana he played um the chicken. Yeah. In Zootopia he plays Duke we- Weaselton. The the kind of the, the, the weasel that um Judy tracks down. Mm-hmm. Um what was was that, was that the last Disney movie? Zootopia? Zootopia? I think that was the last one he was in. Uh, no, I said has has one come out since Hold on. Tears going on his IDD. Oh yeah, he was in um. Keep going down. There was a fucking movie you saw. He was in Dodgeball. Yeah, he's the pirate. He just <laughs> my favorite. My favorite parts of that movie is uh like really later on in the movie where they're like they're like man I'm really gonna miss Steve the pirate and there's another character that just goes who <laughs> you know Steve the pirate. I, don't, I have no idea who you're talking about. It's a guy. He's on our, our team. He's just, like, just, like, just like a pirate. He goes, Arg. No. I, <laughs> I just have no idea who Steve. That's the kind of dumb joke we would put in. It was kind of just, who? That's, like, that's a joke in the, in the clerk's cartoon when there's the courtroom case. And he's like, you know, when, because uh, Jay falls down and hurts himself and he sues Dante because he's in charge and Dante randomizes his lawyer. <laughs> and Jay goes like, and now Carl is my first witness, Jay's closest friend and confidant, confidant, Silent Bob. And everyone gasps and Jay just goes, who? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you swear to tell the whole truth, the whole truth, was it? The full truth, the whole truth, I hope you God. And... Bob just kind of looks and like spirals and they dismiss him and Randall goes, damn, I never got to ask him my court winning case. Why the hell is he called Silent Bob anyway? <laughs> I will. <laughs> Kevin Smith's filmography, I am like, it's hit or miss for me. Like some yeah. movies I love, some movies I don't. Some I'm in between on his podcast work. Hit or miss. Some, some podcasts I've loved him in, some I want to like slap him. I will defend. cartoon. Clerks the Animated Series, I will defend to my fucking dying day. The In that episode, when they get to the the ending, the fucking... I'm sorry, like, uh, <laughs> like when they're about to announce if Dante's guilty, it says, the ending to this episode was lost on, on its way to our animators overseas. But luckily, the, the ending was finished by the Korean animators, and it just fucking goes crazy. The first time I saw that, I thought I was going to die from laughter. Yep. Like, I could not fucking breathe. I was laughing. Like, that is one of the fucking funniest things. 
I'd be like, who's driving? Oh my god, Barry's driving. How can that be? How can that be? <laughs> they get into the Transformer, and then it transforms, and just the fucking blood comes out, because he's crushed all the people inside him. It's just like... Korean animations to everybody work. Everybody work. They for for years they were talking about doing an animated movie. It never happened. And I'm, I'm like I'm like, God damn it. You've been so fucking funny. Why the hell is it called Silent Bob anyway? But uh we've been going for almost uh ninety minutes, TJ. Any uh anything else? You wanna wanna touch upon or bring up? Anything else you want uh, to Maybe give some camera rocks? Uh, maybe the camera's light? A little bit in Or a shower fix? Oh no, you're gonna do great. Family guys, somewhat funny moments. So the first time that happened, that was that was a fine joke. Didn't need to happen the two or three more times that it did. Was that in the same episode? Or was it in the, in no, the it was, episodes? It was, it was one of those things where it was just like, remember when we did this joke? We're bringing it back. Yeah, the one in the, I mean, it, it worked fine in the first episode. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Oh, they brought back more than today. Yeah, yeah. Of course I did. Of course. Of course. That show ended yet? Are they making a movie of Family Guy? I hope not. I think they announced they're making a movie? I hope not. But maybe it'll, it'll end up like the Bob's Burger and Adventure Time movie. Whatever come out. Yeah. I wish Futurama would get a movie. I don't know. I didn't love the, like... Those weren't movies. The last... Were, no, the like the last couple seasons. They were, they were like... I would also describe those as someone here. I missed some episodes that were like some of the best in the entire run. Really? Whenever I would, whenever Futurama hits, I would say this. I would equate this to Red Dwarf, which is one of my favorite comedies. And I said it's a British sci-fi show from like the eighties, and it was. It's I love it. I think it's one of the funniest shows ever. Red Dwarf only being like six episodes a season, mm. pretty much every episode would just have a really. And it's it's a comedy. But at its core, every episode would have a good science fiction, like, conceit. Like, uh, there's one episode where there's this character called the Inquisitor, who the legends say he was a, he was a robot who, who um, ends up living to the end of time. And he realizes that there's, uh, there's, like, there's no afterlife, there's no religion. The only purpose of life is to live it to its fullest. So he devises a time machine. And he travels through time judging people. Okay. And it's like if he if he if he decides you are not worthy of the gift of life, you get erased from time and then like one of the other like sperms, like the other vers- the other versions of you get to live. Hmm. I think very very interesting conceit. Um like and with Futurama, they have certain episodes where, like, they'll have a conceit like that. They'll have, like, a good science fiction. I mean, some episodes are just goofy shit, you know. But the episodes where they have a good science fiction conceit, I think is when Futurama is strongest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes... Not well, she! Not well, she! You know what I realized about that? They never even bring up Bones. I mean, not at that point. Yeah. He was the only actor who was who, was, who had died. 
Mm-hmm. But they don't even mention, there's not even a mention of bones. Huh. You know? I think that, because, you know, because Scotty turned it down. Like, he just is like, no, I don't want to do it, which is why they have Roshi to begin with. Yeah. But it's like, you know, they don't even mention bones. <laughs> I just realised that Welshy. You don't understand that? It, well, like, it, I just, yeah, I didn't get it till now. Good night, everybody. Well, I just, when I first saw that, I just, I wasn't as... Scotty. Familiar, I wasn't as familiar with Star Trek. Probably. So, that's why, that's why I didn't notice that Bones wasn't there, and that's why oh. I didn't put, like, two-two together that wasn't Scotty. Just the thing where, like, the Wales has a language, Welsh, there's yeah. the fucking stupidest language. I can say that, I'm, I'm part Welsh, or I'm allowed yeah. to, these are my people, it's my language. Welsh is fucking stupid. And apparently they they contacted a Welsh thing to get accurate Welsh. So when the Welshie jumps out and speaks, apparently, if I remember correctly, uh, this is the last fact we leave you before we say our goodbyes for this week. Apparently the line of dialogue Welshie says before he is murdered is, I am very drunk. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.